It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Bear Boat Alaska, a pure DIY hunting game with one of their 37-foot adventure yachts. You and five of your friends can hunt, fish, set crab pots, shrimp pots, and take DIY to the next level. Bear Boat Alaska is locally owned by a Ketchikan resident who lives here year-round. Call Larry at 907-617-4542 or go to bearboatalaska.com. That's B-A-R-E boatalaska.com and tell Larry you heard about it on this podcast. No, that one podcast, I sounded like I was hammered tired. Hammered tired. Well, that's like the post-hunting. That's the authentic. But it wasn't post-hunting. Was it post-hunting? I don't know. Probably. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, It is post-goat hunting now. And we're rolling. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, I don't like introductions. You know, they end up being kind of weird, so you just kind of get at it. So, got a goat. Yeah. Got a late. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel... It was kind of similar with the caribou that... Uh, it wasn't like jumping around, cartwheels, yeah, yeah, or like you... I don't know. It, it just, I just felt satisfaction, like a deep appreciation and satisfaction for the whole thing. And I don't want to get overly, you know, like, whatever about it. But it was such a cool animal. Like, it is. I, oh man! It happened so fast too. We went out there. We hiked up um, from sea level to three thousand feet, and as we're getting near where we're gonna make camp, we see a little goat off to on its own kind of on this ledge and immediately thought billy because it's by itself mm-hmm. watched it for a little bit from what 450 something like that mm-hmm. and then kind of maybe looked like it knew that uh something was walking at it there's three of us ryan john abby myself and so we continued we're in this kind of dip almost a saddle between these two kind of peaks and so we just kept going made it made up camp and i went to look over the ledge just because it looked like we were pretty close to where it was and it was still there it was bedded really close to this edge like it was about ready to get out of town if need be yeah um yeah and i mean i worry deer hunting about where the deer's gonna fall but goat hunting is a whole you will, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say you'll always see goats if you're looking for them, but if you look hard enough, you'll find goats. The The question more is, like, are they somewhere that you can retrieve it if yeah. it takes four steps? Like, yeah, that's the margin of error. And this is, this is my second, like, kind of real hunt. The two hunts you and I have been on, they were kind of technically goat hunts. When I proposed, that was supposed yeah. to be kind of a goat hunt, but 
there was nothing obviously I'd never been up there before yeah. and we were seeing yeah. deer all over the place and so hey we're gonna get this done I'm not gonna propose if I don't have an animal so okay well <laughs> um yeah I don't know that's just kind of what I had in my head so I shot an awesome deer and then we went again and weather window okay we just couldn't get around the mountain and so um that was the day and so shot a really nice buck last year um the real goat hunt i was on was uh, a drawn hunt that um the buddy was tagging along to haul meat and then he invited me and i was like absolutely i was very new i didn't have this was like my my huge growth type uh hunt and when i say growth i mean uh i learned how to buy some good stuff i had these really cheap bushnell trophy I think they were Bushnell trophies, but they were horrible binoculars. I was embarrassed. I hiked up there after school, got up there, and they're glassing with Vortex. I think Ryan had swore on this is a different Ryan. And I, I hid my, my Bushnells. They were they were pathetic and gross. And I had these. Is this why you're like such a gear junkie now? Well, this is how I saw how, how why it mattered. To that point, I, I'd, I'd killed some deer. And I was like, well, this doesn't really matter. I have some warm stuff. I had this old Cabela's camo, which I still have. I wear it for rud. It's kind of, it's too big and it's kind of heavy. It's not really waterproof anymore, but it, it keeps you warm when you're wet. Uh, but for the Alpine, it was just kind of, didn't really have much. I had these cheap browning uh, pants and I wore those up there. And uh, Ryan was totally outfitted with Kuyu. Jesse was totally outfitted with Sitka, and I just saw how easy it was to put on the layers. And while I was fumbling around with a layer, a mid-layer that didn't really fit very well, and I just put another layer on top of that, and I had a, a wool jacket, but it did nothing against the wind. And so it was just a, it was a mess of misfitting stuff, and I just saw, oh, okay, you got base layer, and then you put on the, the, the fleece, okay, and then you put on a windproof jacket. And you didn't look, you know, puffy and weird and whatnot. And they had puffies too. And I thought, oh, there's some validity to this. And then um, I think they both maybe had stone glacier packs. And I just had my Cabela's frame, which I'd used before. Um, and then the optics. It was unbelievable just to see the, the clarity. And they were scrutinizing a goat from hundreds of yards away. And they're like, well, you know, because he drew a nice tag. And so if you're going to draw that tag... You want to get like a really nice goat. There's really good potential. The dude's got two guys to pack for him, so might as well. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. And so they're looking at, I don't know, 500 yards. Like, oh, you know, that's a, is it nine? Is it 10? I'm thinking, how in the world are you assessing? A, I, I didn't even know how to figure out if it was a Billy or not. And so Whoa. I learned. I learned. <laughs> they were like, they were like, okay, it's, it's Billy. It's by itself. The big ones are usually by itself in really tough places to get to. You know, this is what you look for for nannies. And so I just absorbed so much about the habitat, about uh, how to act, and about you know just everything about it. it was so cool to see um, from the goat aspect too, but also from the gear the gear stuff. Um, so I took from that a real appreciation for when you see a dead goat up up close, a really big one too. Um, mm. It was over 10 inches. Still, I don't know, really. What, what, do you, what was the goat that you shot? To, yeah, a couple of days ago? Yeah. I don't know. Like 
I don't know. Okay. Just very what, small. I, very small. I'm just like, I mean, that's the only goat I've ever seen. No, yeah, I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't I'm measure it. But, um, curious. so just learned a lot about that. And you're right that there's, and that was the first thing that they, that those guys were talking about. Like they saw this really nice Billy, but it doesn't matter if you can't get to it. And that was the main thing. And so we made a move on this, um, once it, um, bedded down and we made a move on it and then once we got close we saw that it was accessible we were able to we were going to be able to get it so um then he only then did he make the shot which was cool and so that was kind of lingering in the back of my mind this is the program that you run for goats i don't want to be the one who you know shoots the goat and and it loses it and ryan's been on some ryan john the one that we went on the hunt with versus ryan the guy that i went before with um and he'd been on some good hunts too, and so we're in the same frame of mind. This thing can't be this close to the um, to the cliff. He's bedded down. If you shoot him when he's bedded, if he gets up, does something weird, and flips over the side, I mean, that's just not. It's not. You can't do that. So, um, thankfully, we only watched for about twenty, twenty-five minutes, and then it uh, got up and started feeding away from that, and we got in a good position. And well, we kind of actually walked by him first, right? Like yeah, we were glassing up. Did I say that? I don't know. You went on the tangent about the other goat hunt, so yeah. I forgot. Okay, but well, there were two tangents. It was about the goat hunt and then the gear. Yeah, but yeah. so back on the mountain mm-hmm. this past weekend, we saw this little Billy, and I kind of thought at first you were unsure if you would shoot him. Or it was just location was bad. It was that, and I wanted to make sure it was a Billy. I didn't want, okay. I, I didn't know if it was maybe a nanny that if we were going to get up to kind of by where we camp, there was some texture up there. And so mm-hmm. you go up there and you find that, oh man, it's not a solo Billy. It was just a nanny that was a little bit away from the rest of the group. So um, it is a place where you could shoot a Billy or a nanny, but uh, yeah. it can't be a nanny that has kids there. Yeah. Uh, but even then, it's just like, I, I yeah. want to. But because anyway, like we walked by at first and Ryan, I thought he was looking at this other group Mm -hmm. that was way over down the ridge. Um, And he was kind of trying to figure out if there's anything else over there that we could maybe go look at. Yeah. So we saw him over there, but there was, it was clearly three, four, five kids. And then maybe two or three larger ones. And so we thought, well, it's definitely two nannies figuring maybe more. Maybe there's a Billy in there too. Maybe there's something that we can't see. But trying to figure out, you know, what is what when you have them all together. Then it's like a game of mm-hmm. of shuffle or whatever that, that card game is. So you think you, yeah. that, you think that's the Billy, okay. And then they walk, yeah. they walk together. And then all of a sudden, wait, is that the Billy or is that the yeah. nanny? And I think... Or like we went around something and kind of lost sight of them and then came back out and we were like, is there another? Yeah. Because it's kind of actually more, like there are more trees there and more kind of texture that they could actually disappear into Mm -hmm. and reappear from than you might picture on a goat hunt. Yeah. I think some of the places you look at goats, it's just sheer monolithic faces Mm -hmm. and just total rock leftover um snow but uh these areas some of these mountains um are definitely have goats and have a lot more of that it's like really rugged rugged deer 
almost territory. Yeah. But then like you have those sheer rock. Yeah, slick vegetation that when you start sliding, you will never stop. Never stop. No, no, never stop. So, um, yeah, so we saw those, and then I think that's, yeah, that's when I went over and checked on that guy, and then we just decided to make a move. Is like 180 got a little closer. It was 130. And then uh, shot it, walked up on it, and then we put three into it. Mm-hmm. Um, which was good and then walked up on it and it was a little smaller than I thought it's so hard to get any frame of reference I think that might be the advantage of like if you see a, a big big lone building you just really scrutinize it maybe it'd be really big and um, we looked at it and saw that the horns weren't um, super sweeping back really really tall um didn't have like the the face muzzle hadn't like really developed. It didn't look like an old Billy, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely was. You know, I did seen it peeing. I thought I saw the parts, um, mm-hmm. and then it was alone. So all the things said that, but I was still a little nervous walking up to it. Just wanted to make sure that it was. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/waypoint. That is mintmobile.com/waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/waypoint. Yeah. Not that would there been anything wrong, but I don't know, I just felt in a spot like this to shoot yeah better about well especially a spot that you maybe want to like hunt again Mm -hmm. you feel a lot better taking out a billy than if you potentially take out a nanny then you could be affecting the population growth we talked we went a little tangent with ryan about that um and bears and there was a couple beautiful bears up there yeah and just gorged on berries and talked about you know didn't really want to mess with taking care of a bear and taking it off yeah zero percent chance i was hiking a bear out of there then we started talking about if this is um, a mountain that you want to keep coming back to then the ecosystem of that mountain is something that should be important to you and so you start thinking about or at least something to think about it doesn't mean that you have to you know take it upon yourself i have to manage this mountain because it is my mountain but just think about you know the pressure you're putting Mm -hmm. on there and then you know well, what's the what's the predator population like, and so maybe yeah. if you do have a an inkling for a blueberry bear, then to might not be a bad thing to take out a bear and mm-hmm. 
you know, make it easier on the on the goat kids. But um. yeah, because it was weird too that first day we were there. It seemed like that the main group of goats they had a bunch of like eagles and ravens and just a ton of birds just circling them. Yeah, I was amazed at just how many of those birds were around. They're just birds everywhere, and they were mm-hmm. aggressive. And, and like some hawks and just yeah. fighting each other. Yeah, seen some videos of birds just taking out young fawns or um, maybe goats. I don't know if I've seen a baby goat one, but you just you just dive bomb and just do some damage. Yeah. And then just working together to do as much, inflict as much damage on this kid, calf, fawn, whatever, until yeah. finally they can have it. Kind of where, yeah. where the parents are. Like, where, where is mom when this is going on to her, her offspring? Well, yeah, and I think, yeah, we were talking about that. That one group was kind of tight together, which was making it hard to figure out, like, what. Like, separate out kind of individuals. And and they never they never were high enough on the mountain to really think about a real move. Mm-hmm. They were halfway up what was super, super sketchy. They weren't in yeah. the laughable mm-hmm. uh, section that was just pretty much straight up and down. They were in this sketchy, sketchy area. Um yeah, they never they never came up to the top. The top was a little bit rounded and had had some mm-hmm. had some good texture in there. But uh, yeah, so it's good hunt. A lot of fun. It's funny to see how people approach that, and you learn a lot from people. I learned a ton from Jesse and Ryan on that goat hunt before, just about effective layering systems and being comfort the comfort more comfortable you are the more likely you are to, mm-hmm. you know, stick with it. Uh, learned a lot about scrutinizing goats, learned a lot about optics. Um, but then you also see how people camp. Ryan has that awesome <laughs> seek outside hot tent, which is just... It is nice, yeah. Uh, to wake up and to have a fire first, rather than just... The alarm and goes off and you got to roll relentless. out of the Like he, he wakes up and he has the fire going and the water boiled and you're like hitting stop on your alarm and he's like coffee, coffee. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, how can I? Yeah. And then you you, you emerge from bag. I mean, he got up at what four forty five this morning. Four thirty. Four thirty. Yeah. Sunrise is at seven. Yeah. But uh, it's so nice and. He has the furnace pointed in his direction, which makes it, I don't know, I feel a little bit better about myself that he's stoking the fire. But yeah, first thing we do, we yeah. go up there, setting up the thing. We're getting a lot, bu- a bunch of firewood. Um, need to get a new saw because that thing is pathetic. It was so hard to saw. Yeah. Even small pieces of wood. But you got to wake up and the amount of food that he brings. Yeah. Also unbelievable. It's like he, in case if he shoots an animal, he wants to have a lighter pack on the way down. So he Mm -hmm. brings 40 pounds of food on the way (laughs) up. Well, and that's the thing too. There's, 
this idea of be as light as possible. Don't take extra stuff you don't need. You know, how can you get the most calories for the weight? You know, and yeah. you can do yeah. the math and you can measure stuff and you can weigh stuff. But man, that's a lot of, that's a lot of extra stuff to do. And there's something to be said for, how does it feel on your back? Because when you get up there and you, you don't have to worry about, this is my one little bag of food. And yeah. <laughs> I have to eat this bar, this disgusting bar that just because it happens to have, you know, 330 yeah. calories. It's my lunch, my meal replacement bar, but it's awful. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've had a couple of those meal replacement bars and yeah, it's like competitive hunting. Whereas like, it's fun to just be up there and yeah, we, we brought, it. we brought plenty of food. Yeah. We, we ran out. Actually, no, we have about no, we half of a log of Hempler's summer sausage. Yeah, we got plenty of food left. But and some cheese, we do too. Because we ate half of Ryan's food. <laughs> not true, not true. Um, but we did have some. Mm, yeah, I mean, maybe not. They might not have picked up the sarcasm there. <laughs> so if they don't know that you're being sarcastic, they think that we ate half of the food. Um, but yeah, he was, it's nice also to have a camp that's like that where you're just kind of sharing stuff and granted we did, mm-hmm. we shared much less of our stuff than he shared with us. Um, but yeah, just cool to have that as camp. It was a fun camp Yeah, and was. the hot tent was awesome yep. and we kind of worked together mm-hmm. on the way up. I hauled the, I hauled the tent Yeah, and then, and it was even just nice too to like took an extra day off and just knew we were going to have good weather so you could just mm-hmm. get up there and just enjoy you know like we took a nap one day yeah. just that was different than the hunts we did in, down south too when people are actually south and north uh, i used yeah. the blacktail weekend is kind of the thing except for you know before school's in session in august you can take a couple more days yeah. but usually weather's going to come in and so you're looking at one to two day hunt yeah. Some days it's easy. You go up there, get it done, come back down. But uh, weekend hunts are tough when you're going that much further. And you got to take mm-hmm. a boat first, and then you got to hike up. And so that first day is mostly shot. So to have that extra day in the middle to be able to, you know, do some work and scrutinize and walk around and not be as rushed. But um, like down and south, just, yeah. three, four days, you know, you kind of take what you learned that first day. And then apply it and try this other spot. It's just like a non-stop thing. We did six days the last couple of years. Yeah. And you're just you're just in it. Yeah, and there's just like I mean, yeah. Also with Alaska having such long seasons too, you don't. I mean, towards the end maybe you get some anxiety about like oh, I gotta get a deer down or else I'm not gonna fill this tag, but. For the most part, it's kind of yeah. like, well, at least for on this hunt, it was kind of like just enjoyable. I mean, I'm a little bit out of shape, so I didn't feel as bad about these guys waiting for me quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was fun to just like see new terrain and just glass and see what was there and have fun. You know, watching the bears and trying to see if the bear was going to, like, move the goats or how the goats were going to react. Or... Yeah. Yeah, that's, 
another thing that I've kind of learned with hunting is first starting off was I was really a big subscriber to the it's just nice to be out there, which is a really easy to thing easy thing to say after you're successful. You say, oh, it's not even really about the kill. It's about just being out there. It's really easy to say that after you kill a mule deer or elk or, or goat or, or anything like that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I think there are certain hunts and certain times where that's not necessarily as true. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do have a limited amount of time, like you were yeah. saying. Um, Tyler Friel wrote an article for Outdoor Life. Um, he says, coming to hear Hunter say, it's okay, I didn't kill anything. It was about the experience. I couldn't disagree more. Um, I haven't read all of this, but I know he was, it was like a 70-mile hike of just craziness for on a doll sheep hunt. If you're going on a doll sheep hunt, you're going up there to kill. You're not going there to look at mountains. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... I mean, that, uh, that's obviously part of it. You don't sound like a jerk, but there's there's a mission involved. And I think if you do talk yourself out of it, and Ryan and I talked about this with the guy from Kansas that we met up on the uh, North Slope, where he was talking himself out of the hunt. He was already, mm-hmm. oh, you know, the weather's not good. They're not, not moving yet and this and that. And so we spent the morning drinking um, Fireball in the tent. It's like, dude, yeah, you are in Alaska, and it's it's mega, and this is really cool, but... You came all this way. Yeah, you can drink Fireball in a tent in your backyard. Yeah, go I back mean. to Kansas and drink your Fireball. Try to get something done. So I felt that too with this mountain goat. It was not the That's Fireball, true. of course. It was. You know, I'm here to get a mountain goat. You know, we've we've kind of half done this twice and shot deer instead. Um, yeah. We have the extra day, so this is a three day hunt, which you don't get necessarily this time of year. You don't get three yeah. days in a row with good weather, no fog, no rain. So if you're gonna get a goat then this is one of the times to get it. So I I'd still think I'm kind of the, I'm just excited that I'm hunting and that I am a hunter, that I have experiences, but also trying to learn when, yeah, it's, it's time to, and it's okay to say that, right? It's not yeah. like a, you have to have the proper reverence and you have to always say that it's just great to be out there. Yeah. It's kind of the, like as a coach, a coach for 13 years. Hey, kids, just yeah. go out there. Well, and, yeah, I mean, to me for sure, too, it's like if we could get enough meat, like I want to be eating game meat every single day of the year. Mm-hmm. And so we there definitely is pressure to kill animals for sure. But... um Yeah, with it kind of being, I mean, you've never killed a goat, and I was kind of just along for the ride, because I wasn't even sure if I was going to make it up the mountain. (laughs) No, that was good. That was Um, a steep hike. Real steep. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. What was your favorite part? I mean, all the parts between hiking up and hiking down. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everything except that, yeah. Like, it's just, like, getting to the alpine and getting down off the alpine sucks. But once you're up there, you can just, like, get on a ridge and just feel like you're on top of the world. 
And especially when you kill a goat and you're like, man, I mean, I didn't even kill the goat. You killed the goat. But you're just like, dang, I'm unstoppable. Like, who even gets to do this? Yeah. Like, that's just, it's fun. Yeah, that was another thing, too. Like, I was thinking the same thing. It was, who gets to do this with their wife, you know? There are times when people get to go out with good friends or they go out with their wife on occasion. It's nice that uh, you're so game to go out and, and do that stuff and sharing those experiences so it's not just me coming back and talking about it it's you know you're you're up there yeah. with me and um i know how excited you were from just for me to get one I know ryan is an awesome dude to taunt with um and he's he gets excited at other people's success too but it's uh it's fun to have you along and even when i go crazy sometimes yeah yeah i get frustrated um like that mule deer hunt, which we talked about before when I thought there was just one chance. And that's, that was the bad part about this is only about killing or not really only about killing, but I put so much pressure on myself to, to get that mule deer thinking I was only going to have one chance. And after I blew it, it was just like, that was it. That was my one chance. And I screwed it up. So I think the, you need a, a good mix. You need to appreciate the experience so that you don't get, to I have to kill something. You have to stay calm, be invested, yeah. be yeah. It, it, love. It's uh, understand what's going around here. Have some context. Yeah. Don't get too focused on the shot. So you can enjoy the experience. You can be engaged in it, and then ultimately get it done when it's time to get it done. So um, yeah, for sure. I think I was excited when just to see what it was like for you in the morning with the hot tent when you get warm. <laughs> so you don't have to get out of the tent and start moving to get warm when you can just still lay there, yeah. get yeah. warm and then leave warm with coffee. It's just, it's pretty great. It's pretty nice. Uh, like, yeah, at one point too, I was like, I, I don't even know why anyone would go on a guided hunt when you can go on a hunt with Ryan John. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. not even. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, hunting with Don Bussy is funny because he'll bring like six peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> it's total the same thing. Yeah, same thing. It's either peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter and honey. Uh, when we went up, uh, we hunted with him last year. Yeah. And like he, we just introduced him to freeze dried meals. He's like, "What? What is this?" And then the, had a jet boil. And it boils your water. Like, it was crazy just how. No, but yeah, he like, uh, no, he wasn't even, he was like, because then, what was it like at one point he was like, yeah, but I bet you don't have this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he pulled out like some banana bread that yeah. his wife had baked. Yeah. And I was like, that's nice, but that's cold banana that's bread and I have a warm meal over yeah. here. That's, yeah. And it is cold and rainy and I'm wet. <laughs> yeah. Don Bussey is like, that guy has killed so many four point bucks. The inside oh, of his yeah. garage is just, I mean, the guy is all time. He is all time. He's my high school basketball coach. Um, mentor. I learned so much from him about uh, alpine deer hunting. And my first hunt that I ever went on was with him just to pack. I, I didn't even know what was going on. I went with he and the uh, uh, guy that we know, Jay Heppy, went out and 
Yeah, tent got out of the tent super super early. It was super cold. Like he just ate his sandwich as he was walking, and that was about it. I'm like, man, I'm hungry. I want some warm <laughs> food. But he just he can live off just cold PB and J. PB and J or PB and honey. Like that's the that that's is the been squished in his bag for yeah. However long he's been out, and it does not matter. And the dude is six four. You know, yeah. he's a big, strong. Yeah midwestern guy and he just yeah. crushes you know brings some peanuts too i think he's got uh peanut m&ms and maybe he some is a big peanuts. peanut m&m guy yeah. yeah yeah but still it's like yeah what's uh what's your favorite camping food or like your day what would be the perfect day i'd start off with like uh one of those skillets, breakfast skillet, just because it's calories. I'm not, they're okay. Peak, refuel, mountain ops, or mountain uh, house, whatever. Um, one of those honey stinger bars things, wa- mm. waffles, mm-hmm. wafer things. Those are awesome. For lunch, it's so hard to beat summer sausage and cheese with crackers. Yep. Pepperoni actually, I think, is my yeah. ultimate favorite. If you could get uh, like the big log of pepperoni, yeah. If you get some apples up there too, if you have an apple too, like that's yep. unbelievable. I do really like apples, but they weigh a lot. Yeah, it's not not worth it cost wise. Um, and then dinner, um, the chicken pesto from Peak is pretty pretty awesome. The beef yeah. marinara is pretty good. They're all pretty good. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of like chicken and rice or chicken dumplings too. Yeah, I like granola as a snack. Got on that a little bit. Uh, yeah. That was a good finisher. We had that after the meals last night. Yeah, if I'd had a cook, like I think in retrospect, we had a big bag of cookies waiting for us at the boat, and. That may be the only reason why I made it off down the mountain as fast <laughs> as we did because on that second night I was like, man, a cookie would be so good right yeah. now. Yeah, we we had a lot of salt. We had the the element salt things, which are great. Mm-hmm. I, we used to do none a lot, but then if you have, it tastes like outdoor candy. A lot of these bars and a lot of these other yeah. things. The RX bars are awesome. You have a blueberry one, but there's some of that blueberry sweet there. Everything is sweet, sweet, sweet. So yep. it's nice. You, if it's not sugar, it's a sugar replacement. Or even that bar that Ryan had that was mostly mango, just the sweetness from the mango. It's so nice to have the element to get some of that salt. Um, yeah. That's actually like I don't, when I'm up on the mountain, I like sweet is like the sweet and the textures of things are two things that just like really determined for me like i'm just like i don't know like the um like ryan was super into gummy bears and i was like ah, it's just so good I would, yeah yeah i just i like salt yeah the sweet is not what i crave on a mountain i think there's i'm not a big fan of candy when i'm off the mountain but on the mountain that's become kind of a thing that Ryan brings, and I'm like trained to eat gummy bears. Oh, they, they're so good. They're they're not the regular weak um, brand 
I don't know what I'm gonna see. I'm gonna. Yeah, they do have like a a better texture than most gummy type foods. It's the uh, Albanese. Yeah, probably Albanese. I don't know. Uh, visit the Albanese world's best store. Yeah, those things. Are, it's so much better than your cheap lowbrow whatever but oh man he's got those but we used to hit the pringles hard and that was another thing i was kind of craving yeah we've we've that was kind of the wyoming hunt thing we always had Mm -hmm. some uh, sour cream and onion pringles in the but then i went on my health kick and i was like pringles are actually pretty bad for you we can't eat oh yeah they're pretty horrible yeah then we had we had a bag of cheetos that's disgusting yeah, I can't. Ha- I can have some Cheetos, but I think that one kind of cured me from it. That was the proposal hunt when we walked yeah. all the way off the mountain. Just the color, I just can't handle anymore. That the sounds color? like really. Yeah. Like that was a very I'm, specific uh, thing. Yeah, I just. It, I don't know. Yeah. Just the orange. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's nothing. I, it, on hunts, that's kind of an excuse to eat way worse than I normally do. I'll just blame Ryan. But, uh, yeah, I don't think there's something too wrong with it. I mean, you're doing a ton of exercise. You yeah. know, if you're not, if you're trying to subsist or totally live off gummy bears, I think that's probably the wrong the wrong deal. Oh, yeah. But, um. Yeah. No, but, I mean, you definitely need energy. It's just, like, not, like, I would rather, like, the tortilla chips with the salt or, like, the Pringles with the salt. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. Potato chips. Mm. Yeah, he brought up some they chili cheese. The Fritos. Frito those are barbecue Fritos, barbecue, I think. Yeah. yeah, those are those are pretty good. Those are pretty yeah. good. Hit the spot. Yeah. Food. And then we came home and had caribou tacos. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good hunt. It's fun. It was it's nice awesome. that it was warm, sunny, got a goat. Now um, rain looks like uh, is going to be in the forecast for the uh, until April. So no, it's going to be sunny and like seventy tomorrow and Wednesday. Well, it's not going to matter because it's during work week. We'll be I back know. at work, and then but, it's uh, going to be happen. rainy. But yeah, we need to get. Uh, Get get some work on the deer. Yeah, we're lacking on the deer front. Yeah, if you would have four years ago, if you would have said Jeff, there is going to be a September in which you have more caribou and mountain goat in your freezer than deer, I would say what? You I would I, think I, that we had moved to Wasilla. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what, yeah where, where have I moved to? Am I, am I still in Ketchikan? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good problem to have different flavors of meat. Yeah. And then... Um, I'm excited deer. to shoot some more deer. Yeah. We've got to do some... Explore some more places. Yeah. It's tough without a boat, though. It's tough. There are a couple lakes that we could maybe access a little bit better. Or different areas of with the pack rafts. But it's still, it's going to be a matter of 
finding spots that aren't as pressured. Or just hunting pressured spots better than other people. I mean, because there's plenty of territory you can access off a road if you're willing to hike and... Yeah. Or, I mean, we also have a lot of friends that are sometimes our schedules line up with well enough that we can yeah get out so yeah some people still forget that we don't have a boat yeah that's like, what oh, i tell I, myself oh, i forgot i forgot you guys don't have a boat anymore no no but yeah i'm i don't want to say that i'm looking forward to the challenge of getting deer on the road system because that's just a recipe to be unsuccessful but I think it's going to make us have to focus and get be better hunters rather than just be lucky. I think certain areas you can look like a really good deer hunter because there's so many deer around. Oh, yeah. If you have a boat and a four-wheeler. Yeah, yeah. if you have toys, that can make you, you look like a shoot. really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, and time off. That's, that's all you need yeah. to have the toys, so. You don't even need time. Like, I mean, you could shoot two deer per weekend for two weekends. And yeah. It'd be done. Uh, yeah. So, see how it goes. But, uh, that will conclude this episode. Um, been doing some stuff for Goat Hunt. Go Hunt. So, check out uh, Go Hunt. Read my articles on there. I'm excited to be uh, part of that. And, yeah. That's about it. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time.